Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Wills Women and Wealth Podcast, where we lead you holistically from overwhelmed to empowered through estate planning. I'm Elsa W. Smith, your Maryland estate planning and probate attorney. I'm also the host of Wills Women and Wealth. This podcast is for women who value their health, their wealth, and the legacies that they are creating. Each episode is going to bring you interviews in the areas of finance, law, mental, and physical health, and so much more. I'll also share educational episodes that answer your questions on wills, estate planning, and probate topics. We welcome your feedback. So let us know if you like the show. This and all future episodes will be available on Spotify, YouTube, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. To that point, uh, last uh, uh, that last venue um, or last platform, it really would help us greatly if you would leave us a five-star review on Apple. Now, on to today's show. Today, we are dealing with Maryland Probate 101. We're going to go back to the basics. The first part of the episode is going to review um, probate terms with which you should be familiar. And then during the second part, um, I'm going to answer uh, seven frequently asked questions about the probate uh, process. Now, as a reminder, there are no silly questions about probate. So if I don't answer your question today, uh, post a comment under this episode. I'll try to answer your questions in a future episode. Now, on with the show. Here are the 13, and yes, I did count them 13. There are many more, but here are 13 commonly used probate uh, terms. The first one is decedent. This refers to the deceased person whose estate is being probated, right? So the next term is known as, it's called executor. This is the person uh, responsible for administering the estate of the deceased person. If the deceased person or the decedent named an executor in their will, then that person is typically responsible for carrying out the terms of the will. Next term related thereto is personal representative. Now in Maryland, the executor is commonly referred to as the personal representative and the terms are often used interchangeably. Um, it's easy to get confused, but just know that we're talking about the same position. The personal representative is responsible for managing the estate, distributing assets, and paying off um, and paying off debts. The next term is a will. This is a document, a legal document that specifies how a decedent's assets will be distributed after their death. The next term, and it's the male and female uh, version, uh, testator uh, or testatrix. Um, this is the person who is making the will. So in this case, you. If you're creating your will, you're the, either the testator or the testatrix. The next term is intestate. 
You've heard me mention that term quite a bit on a number of past um, videos and episodes. This um, is the state of dying without a will. So in Maryland, um, Maryland law dictates how a person's assets will be distributed if they died intestate or if they died without a will. The next term is called a letter of administration. This is a legal document issued by the court that grants the personal representative the authority to manage uh, the decedent's estate. Okay, it's a very important document. The next term, actually two of the two terms, legatee or beneficiary. Legatee or beneficiary. Uh, this is a person uh, named in a will or a trust who's entitled to receive a portion of the deceased person's estate, or deceased person's assets. The next term is heir. Now, an heir of a will at law is a person who uh, may be entitled to receive a distribution from an estate um, in the event that the decedent has not left a last will and testament. Okay, um, so there's a difference. So going back to legatee, again, I said it's the per it's a person who is entitled to received a portion of the deceased person's assets, but they're named in the will, whereas an heir um, is a person who may be entitled to receive a portion of the decedent's assets, even if they've not left, or when the, the decedent has not left um, a last will and testament. So the next term is orphans court. Now in Maryland, each county except uh, Montgomery, Howard and Harford um, and Baltimore City has an orphans court. Uh, and this, this orphans court consists of a panel of three judges that oversee the probate process for many, uh, but not all estates. So most of the court's duties have to do with the administration of estates. It's the responsibility of the orphan's court to ensure that the provisions of a will, where there is one, are followed and that the rights of the heirs are protected in the absence of a will, um, that creditors' rights are preserved, and that the personal representative fulfills uh, his or her duties. The orphan's court conducts judicial probate, directs uh, the conduct of personal representatives, secures the rights of minors, rules on fees for attorneys, as well as personal representatives. So the orphan's court. The next term is a register of wills. The office of the register of wills is a, is a public office established under the Constitution of the State of Maryland. The Constitution provides for a register uh, from each county and the city of Baltimore. The Register of Wills is responsible for appointing personal representatives to administer uh, decedents' estates and for overseeing the proper and timely administration of these proceedings. 
The next term is administration expenses. Administration expenses. These are expenses incurred after a decedent's death in connection with the handling of a decedent's final affairs. So this may include funeral expenses, costs for appraising assets, um, or preserving property during the estate administration process, as well as the personal representative's commissions and or attorney's fees. So those are all considered administration expenses. And then the last term is non-probate property. So pro this is property not subject to the terms of a decedent's uh, last will and testament that in which pass directly to a beneficiary outside of the probate process. And we're talking about uh, property that has been, say, transferred into a trust or revo revocable living trust um, prior to death. Um, properties that are owned uh, joint tenants by right of survivorship, um, for example, uh, payable uh, on death or transfer of on death uh, beneficiaries or anything resulting from a beneficiary designation such as um, insurance policies, um, retirement accounts, uh, and pension plans. So those are examples of non-probate uh, property. Right. So I'm sure you'll probably want to go back and review those terms. Please do use this episode um, as a guide, as a reference point. Um, so now we are going to talk about frequently asked questions. And as I said at the top of the show, I'm going to deal with seven, uh, seven commonly or frequently asked questions about the probate uh, process. The first question, and one that I get quite a bit, is why is it called the Orphan's Court, right? The Orphan's Court concept, uh, from uh, what I've researched, dates back to the 17th century. So children of deceased male landowners were considered orphans when the father died. So they were the persons for whom the Orphan's Court uh, legal system was developed. So it was to protect their inheritance interest. So there, that's why it's called the Orphan's Court still to this day. The next question is, what is the probate process? So the probate process, the probate process, it's the process of proving that a deceased person's will is valid and administering their estate. This process involves filing paperwork with the court, inventorying assets uh, of the estate, paying debts and taxes owed by the estate, as well as distributing the remaining assets to uh, beneficiaries. Question number three is, when is probate necessary in Maryland? Well, probate's necessary in Maryland if the decedent owned assets in their own name at the time of their death. So assets, as we mentioned just a second ago, assets that pass outside of probate, um, uh, such as uh, jointly, uh, jointly held uh, properties, 
um, with right of survivorship, um, those do not go have to go through the probate process. Um, so question number four, who is responsible for probate in Maryland? Aha, the personal representative, also known as the executor, is responsible for administering the estate and going through the probate process. The personal representative is named in the deceased person's will or appointed by the court if there is no will. Question number five, what are the costs associated with probate in Maryland? There are several uh, costs. There are court fees, attorney's fees, and personal representatives of fees or commissions. The exact, uh, <clears throat> the exact costs, excuse me, will depend on the size and the complexity of the estate. Now, to get an idea of what uh, the fees are that are charged by the court, you can visit the Register of Wills website. Just go to registers.maryland.gov um, and then go to the fees tab. And they'll, there you'll see a sliding scale of um, what the probate fees are, uh, depending on the size of the estate. Now, uh, number six, can the personal representative be removed? Ooh, yes, uh, the court can remove a personal representative if they are not fulfilling, fulfilling their duties or they're otherwise, otherwise not acting um, in the best interest of the estate. Okay, so being a personal representative, that means that you are a fiduciary. You are supposed to be acting um, with the best interest of the estate at all times. And then lastly, number seven, what are some things uh, that I'll need to open an estate in Maryland? Uh, glad you asked. There are several. So you are going to need a death certificate. You're going to need the decedent's last will and testament. You're going to need consents to the appointment of a personal representative um, for estates that uh, don't have a will. Okay, you're going to need the consent of interested persons. Um, you're also going to need <clears throat> a resident agent formed. Uh, this form needs to be signed by a Maryland resident, and this is for personal representatives who live outside of the state of Maryland. For example, if you are a personal representative and you live in Virginia, you're going to need a Maryland resident to serve um, as, uh, as the resident agent. That is the person responsible for accepting uh, correspondence um, from, from the court. Um, you're also going to need a um, funeral bill if there, if there was one you're going to need the uh, approximate value of assets in the decedent's name um, alone. You are also going to need account statements for any accounts held in the decedent's name alone. You notice a term and notice a trend here, assets that are owned in the decedent's name alone. Um, same goes for stock information, um, stock owned in the decedent's name only. Title to vehicles, um, held in the decedent's name alone. 
you're also going to need the names and addresses um, of persons in the estate, including heirs. Uh, that's the surviving spouse, children, living parents, or others who would inherit um, if there weren't a will. And with a will, you're going to need the personal representative and all who would inherit under the will and all the heirs. So um, the list can get quite long depending on your particular situation. Um, in order, oh, and let me pause right there for a second. Um, in the event <clears throat> that you cannot locate um, all interested persons, then you are required um, to produce an affidavit as to your efforts in trying to find them. Usually this may involve um, retaining the services of, a, um, of an investigator to really do a thorough search um, so that you can you know, prove to the court that you have done your due diligence as a personal representative. The other thing um, that you would need are certain forms. Now, um, the Register of Wills website has an entire library of forms. Now, in order to determine which forms and requirements apply to your specific situation, you should speak with a probate deputy in the relevant county uh, first or consult with an experienced probate attorney. Now, today we have covered commonly used, uh, commonly used terms in probate as well as frequently asked probate questions. Now you'll want to go back, as I said before, and listen to this episode again. Did you recently lose a loved one? If so, please, you have my condolences. But are you about to start the probate process? Have you perhaps started and you realize that now you're, you're in over your head? We can help. I want you to book a free 15-minute call with a member of our team. We're here to help. The link will be below this episode. I want to thank you for joining me for another episode of Wills, Women, and Wealth. I'm your Maryland estate planning and probate attorney, Elsa W. Smith, saying thanks for watching, and I'll see you on the next episode. Take care.